Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures points us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship. and want to welcome you in uh, today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast as we are journeying through the New Testament here in 2023. Uh, a chapter a day is what we're at, and we are in the Gospel of John in chapter two. If you don't have our, our reading plan, you can just scroll down into the show notes below and all the podcasting platforms and find uh, our reading plan. But before we do open up into John chapter two here today, Beth, uh, outside the person of Jesus, who has been the most uh, impactful person on your life? And what was it about them and your relationship with them that led to them being so impactful? Well, my mom and dad both had a big impact, and my mom's still having a big impact. I'm still thankful that she's with us. And um, of course, they influence your life a lot. But Mm -hmm. um, there was um, a man who was an associate pastor in the church where, where I got saved, and um, his name was Wayne Wingfield, and um, he was the discipleship pastor there and did the evangelism explosion program. But he really latched on to Dennis and I both, and um, he just helped us grow in the Lord. I mean, we really didn't know anything. <laughs> we mm. were just ignorant of walking with the Lord. We didn't know. And so he helped us with that. He taught us how to share our faith. Um, and the thing about him was that when you talk to him, you knew that he was all in with you. He, mm. he looked directly in your eyes. You could see he was interested. He was engaged with you, and he just, he just had a childlike happiness and joy about him. He was just fun to be with, and, um, and he continued over many years after neither one of us were in that same church anymore, but he always would check in if it was once a year, once every couple years, maybe every six months. If he happened to be in Roanoke, he would call and try to get to see us and check on us and see how we were doing. Mm -hmm. He wanted to make sure we were still following the Lord. And that continued up through, you know, he passed away about a year ago. Mm -hmm. So it was a great relationship with him and and just a, a great example. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, I've heard it said when it comes to, like you said, we were ignorant to the truth of who God was. And it's like, I'd rather have ignorance on fire than intelligence dead. <laughs> like, I'd rather someone that's like, I'm completely passionate about the person of Jesus. And it's like, hey, let's rein you in, buddy. Like, you might be a little yeah. off here, but I love your passion. Let's, let's, you know, as um, uh, Priscilla and Aquila came to Apollos and it's like, hey, Apollos, dude, like, here's the correct teachings that, but I love your passion. So, yeah. That's awesome. Was well, we were opening here in John chapter 2, what was the verse uh, that as you read this chapter that the Holy Spirit illuminated you highlighted and wrote down? Um, I highlighted um, verses 24 and 25. They say, But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all men. He did not need man's testimony about man, for he knew what was in, in a man. Can you explain uh, this, these verses and what's going on in Jesus' life? Well, in this chapter, this was just kind of the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He was calling his disciples. The first miracle at the wedding feast had just happened, and then the Passover feast mm-hmm. was going on, and it goes on for eight days. Big crowds were there. Um, 
to hear and to see what was going on and the stir about Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. was going on. Um, But he didn't commit himself to the crowds of people, meaning he didn't really believe them or trust or put his confidence in them because he knew that he couldn't really rely on them. So he acted cautiously and he knew it wasn't really yet his time. So he kind of secured his own safety at times. And um, so he created man, so he knew our hearts are fickle and mm-hmm. are inconsistent, and crowds can be easily swayed and turned in a minute. And so that was not where he put his trust. Yeah, and I love it. as It's at the end of uh, where he clears the court. Um, that's what the heading of this text is. And says that he's going to destroy the temple and raise it in three days, and they're thinking the physical temple that he's there at, but the uh, even the historicalness that's going on here is that the the priesthood had become so corrupt that they were that was what he was mad at. You know, you've taken later you'll say you've taken my father's house of prayer and turned it into a den of thieves and robbers. Um, let's get it back to where it's at. And he knew people. What are some uh, points of application you think here in this text for us today? Yeah, Jesus knew the hearts of men, and he didn't put his trust in them, but. He was never bitter or hopeless concerning people. And that was a big thing for me in this. It was like, you know, we can trust. He is one with the Father. We can trust in what God's grace can do for men. If we put our trust and hope on other people instead of God, we'll always be disappointed. Mm. And I think we can, you know, unknowingly maybe um, expect perfection out of other people. And it makes us kind of become judgmental and harsh or bitter towards people or, you know, it can turn our heart away from people. So we have to learn to put our trust in God and um, his grace to others. We have to extend that grace as well. Hmm. So so in that, I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate of the sort. So did Jesus become cynical to people where he just wanted to distance himself away from others to not even like, oh, I don't even care about you? No, he never did that. He did go away by himself to pray mm-hmm. a lot, and um, but he never. He always, you know, welcomed the crowds. He um, spent many hours, I think, with people and mm-hmm. ministering. And then there was the time for his rest and recharging. Mm-hmm. But no, he always. It was always about love and and love loving people and and wanting to draw them to him. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's such a hard concept for us to understand today. It's like he saw, he knows who we truly are, which should repel him away from us, but it's what he had great compassion. It's like, I know what I created you for, and you're falling so short of that. Let me restore you back to this is like what I'm envisioning in my head um, based upon other scriptures and things. Uh, so did the Holy Spirit have any specific way for you to personally respond? Or you felt like, hey, this is what God was calling me to in responding to this text today? Yeah, really think it's easy, at least for me, to, in personal relationships, you know, to kind of demand (laughs) perfection out of Mm. other people or things that I don't always give myself. Um, You know, when we have responses that become very emotional with anger or, you know, whatever response that we have that's a negative response, I think, um, you know, it can be a time when we need to step back and say, you know, help help me, Lord, mm. <laughs> not to judge other people's actions 
and uh, not to become bitter and hard towards people, but to, you know, pray for God's grace as the grace that you've given me, mm-hmm. that you would extend that to them as well. That's good. Uh, a quip that I like to memorize and to help people process through as well is like disappointment is an unmet expectation. And when I do like premarital counseling, that's one of the things like, hey, in marriage, you're going to be disappointed because you're going to have unmet expectations. But if we can go ahead and clarify some expectations up front, then that helps out a ton uh, with simple things, you know, with premarital counseling. Then you go in like with rose-covered glasses. Oh, life's going to be perfect and happy and all this. Like, yep. and then you get it, it's like, you 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 don't put your shoes where I want you to put them. Like, no, that's how all, yeah, little things like it. Anyway, um, so when you look at that, like disappointments of unmet expectation in relationships, um, has there been like clarity for you and like, man, uh, I was struggling with this relational piece with this person. And then you had a conversation and brought like, ah, it's because we had two different expectations and what what we were wanting out of whatever situation you were in. I can't think of an example right off, but um, that's a good thing to think about. But I think um, I I can remember when there was a a church leader that was disappointing me. Mm. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Some things were happening that I was disappointed in, and so my expectations weren't being met there. And there was um, a lot of discussion about that and and the situation that was going on. And and there came a point when I just had to know that that wasn't going to happen and uh, extend grace. Mm. Yeah. And and like I say again, not hold people up to this standard that they can't live up to, because mm-hmm. none of us can be perfect. Mm. And especially church leaders, I think we tend to think of our pastors and set them up on a pedestal. And then if there is something that happens, then you know you, people are crushed or or just get very hardened towards the church. Mm-hmm. And it's um you know you just have to learn that remember that people are just like you, you mm-hmm. know you have failures and disappoint people sometimes, but there's grace that can bring you back into right relationship. That's good. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast.